Hey friends, this is Grace Alvis and welcome to another episode of Tales of Recovery. I just read a couple of days ago a post that says, you are not finding yourself, you are remembering. And the Tales of Recovery podcast is about stories of resilience and breakthrough and, um, and fighting for healing and uh, in turn, through that struggle that we go through, you uh, recover something that has always been your birthright, right? You recover something you, that is now your sole purpose, right? And so the more and more I see this, it's like I've, you know, it's like it's you're rediscovering, recovering something that you've always known. And so the, the verse that I'm just dying to share today is called, you are not finding yourself, you are remembering, right? What are we remembering? You're remembering that you've always known that you were this amazing divine thing, but just life happens, right? So you're, you're born, you're born, you come through into this life and you're loved or maybe not loved, whatever you have to go through, whatever struggle, darkness and light or laughter and love and awe that you go through, in the end, hopefully, if you're willing to do the work, if you discover certain things, maybe um, an awakening will come up. And for me, today I have been looking back on all the domestication that really oppressed my remembering, my rediscovery of something that I already knew. For example, you know, since I was little, I was always questioning, like, you know, I, I don't really... I grew up in Mexico City, and we would go to the Catholic Church and all of these saints and all of these stories, and I never really believed it. To be honest, I always thought, well, I just, um, I don't know. I, I would go inwards. I'd have my doubts about the whole life after death thing. I remember sitting in my bed, literally, I was probably eight, nine years old, and just staring up at the ceiling thinking, there's so much time after we die. Like... How, who's going to stay asleep for that long and what's going to happen and where are we going? I was never in, even as a kid, comforted by the thought of, don't worry, you're going to go to heaven and, you know, and all the angels and blah, blah, blah. And I just, there's, these are just things that I would just think about, right, as a kid. And so life keeps going and, you know, you get indoctrinated in school and there's certain beliefs that you have to say and certain oaths to the flag or to whatever God you're grown up with and there's a culture that you're in and you have to act a certain way if you're a female if you're a male don't cry if you're a guy and if you're a girl you know look this way do this these things and this is the life you're supposed to have and I saw it affect my brother my sisters and I and a lot of other people but in a way you just think well this is what you have to do to belong I guess and uh, it never sat well with me. It never sat well in my soul. And so I've always been a rebel. And I thought, this is like a warranted rebellion because I don't really think that um, I was born to fit into these little squares of um, behavior or, or, or journeys that I, I just didn't feel it in my soul, right? I always wanted to sing and dance and create and do uh, different things that we're not supposed to be doing. And so my pain or my, uh, you know, the dirt that was pressing onto the seed of my soul that was going to grow was, I think, just um, 
part of my destiny coming here. And this is what I'm trying to think about. Like if you're not finding yourself, you're remembering. So as you begin to remember and, you know, the people that are around you, your parents, your your teachers, the whatever spiritual leader you're in, your uncles and aunts or whoever. I mean, there's probably some really cool people in there for sure that encouraged your spirituality or your creativity or whatever you wanted to do. But for the most part, for me, and I see this a lot for other women in my culture, around my um, my life, is no, you're not going to do that. You're supposed to fit in this square box. And so I went for my pain, for hiding, to a lot of alcohol and drugs and all these crazy parties and that was how I was able to go and create and be free, according to me, um, um, and be able to just go my own way, right? And so it's not that it was a breakthrough. It's not that it was a good idea, but that was just my path. That was just my journey because there was no other way for me back then to be able to freely express what I thought I came here for, right? Or what I thought was a good idea. And as time goes by... And I get sick and tired of feeling sick and tired because my body can't keep up with what's happening in my mind anymore. No matter how much, you know, you're partying and you're doing, I still felt. I still felt this pain, this unsatis- dissatisfaction, unsatisfaction. Something in my gut was like, no matter how much drugs and alcohol I use, I'm still sitting here thinking and feeling that this sucks, that there's got to be more. So off I go to recovery at 25 years old, you know. And one day at a time, one day at a time, one day at a time, I start to have like this awakening of just a breakthrough, like, oh my gosh, I don't need to go in hiding. I'm I'm now able to go into this process of creating and being who I really am and, and to breathe again, right? To breathe again. Of course, I'm with completely different people now, all renegades, all revolutionaries, all people that are very, very, very highly sensitive or to to the emotions and to really what I think, what the soul is telling you. But still, you know, conservatory people, conservative people, society, X, Y, Z, kind of bring you back, bring you back. And so even though, you know, 10 years of recovery and learning and growing and meetings and, and I was doing a lot of meditation and all of that stuff was amazing, um, there was still some resistance right? And, you know, you have kids, you do these other things, and you end up kind of falling asleep again, doing the life, doing the, doing, um, you know, having kids and taking them to school. And the point is, throughout this secondary process of rebellion and just seeing, you know what, I'm not going to be normal. (laughs) What the hell is normal anyway? What in the hell is normal anyway? So, I begin to break down again, again, these patterns and these thoughts and these these domestications of you have to think this, you have to believe that in order to belong, you have to do this in order to be good, you have to, um, you know, expect certain behavior of yourself and of others in order to be either loved by God or, or being a group or whatever. And then there's more and more resistance to that. And the resistance I saw for me was, you know, in years of being now in this church and whatever, just feeling, again, that dissatisfaction. Something is killing me again. There's something in there that was just not right. And and it wasn't the people or anything. It was just like I knew that there was something more, something bigger, and that I'm limited by these beliefs. So again, I go, kind of like stage one over here with the drugs and alcohol 10 years ago. Again, I go with like breaking this... <sighs> 
um, belief systems and thinking, I don't think this is true. I never thought I was true since it was little. So here I go. You know, we're, we're fighting it again. We're fighting it again. And it's a very delicate topic, right? Maybe a lot of people don't agree with me. That's great. But I, it didn't agree with me personally. And so when you break from that, I see it as even a bigger, amazing breakthrough than even leaving drugs is once again, changing your mindset. Once again, knowing that I'm here for more. Once again, I think it's like you're remembering. So your soul is remembering and rediscovering something that you've already known. You know what I mean? It was always there. You were always free. You were always loved. You, you were like, you know, when you're little, you're like a little kid or a little girl, you're walking around. And I was talking about this with one of my friends today. It's just you're thinking that everything is magical, right? And that you can do, um, you can be invisible and you can jump around and do these crazy tricks and you're running around in the grass or, or in the ocean. And you just have these moments of awareness of how magical and how miraculous this life is. And then you have to go to school and learn what everybody else is learning. And then you have to go to church and cross your heart and hope to die and do all of those things. And you get robbed of this beauty of being free. And for me, you know, I was called a hippie or bohemian or a rebel or blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the subconscious part of my mind thinks, well, yeah, that's kind of, I don't know. I mean, there's a part of me that was proud of that. And then there's a part of you that wants to conform because... To a certain degree, you become comfortable in conforming. You become comfortable in this pain because it's all you know and because it's what people are telling you is the right thing and everybody else is doing it. So you just say, well, whatever, I guess this is how it's going to be. But it is not, you know. And the more I dig and the more I do the work and the more I explore and sit in silence, the more I'm able to remember. And so, you know, I heard people say, oh, Greece, she's just finding herself, blah, blah, blah. I'm not finding myself. I'm remembering. And hopefully you are remembering as well that you are already this amazing divine creature, uh, soul, spirit, goddess, God, whatever you want to call it, that is inside of their body. Your body is a conduit for this soul. And yes, there's things we need to do to the body and to the mind to be able to create space for the soul. And these moments of resistance, these moments of, I can't stand this anymore, I need to change, is when your soul is expanding. Is when your soul is ready to step it up a little bit and remember a little bit more, how, you know, what you, what you actually came here for to do. What I actually am able to now speak up and not give a shit what people think because I know that it's greater than any freaking belief system or political opinion or cultural thing that has ever tried to run my life. And all these things are good. These things form you. These things help, you know. And But it doesn't change or, or make me bigger or better. I don't think. I think other people, you know, we're better together and we need community and we need to help each other out and we're here to grow. But the, the remembering of who you are without conforming to anybody else, without having to be um, blaming others or looking outside for anything to satisfy you because the answers are inside. The answers are all inside. Yes, we want teachers. We want we want people that are ahead of us. 
information, books, whatever. But the more I sit in silence, the more I recommend my friends, my clients to sit in silence, the more integrated you become with who you were created to be. And so I remember now, I remember now that um, I'm free, right? We're all free, y'all. And that the reason we're here, I don't even know 100%, but I do know it's not to conform and to be into, you know, fall into these religious groups or these political issues or even what your family wants you to be. And so I try, you know, I have teenagers and it's like the struggle between do I let them do whatever they want? Do I encourage them in unschooling? Do I encourage them in doing their thing? But the fear of, well, but should they like all go to Stanford and, and be lawyers and have success? And then it's like, no, 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 no. That's what was pushing to me. Got to let that go. Got to let them be, encourage them in finding their own way, their own journey, their own purpose for their soul here, right? And so it's it's a tricky thing to do as a parent um, because it's one thing for me and then now how do you pass that on? And I do believe that I am a person that came here to fight for this and I am seeing it now. Like my mom fought some of this because she's a rebel soul, but not 100%. And so I'm fighting a little bit more. Hopefully my kids are able to break free even more, right? And may you today just remember, remember, you don't need to find yourself. You need to go inwards and remember who you are, where you came from, who you belong to, that there were consciousness and that we're all one and that there's all this love and awareness that comes when you sit in silence and when you stop the mind from going on and on and on and you remember and you rediscover that you've known all along that you're magical and that you're love. And that wherever you want to be, you could be, you know, free and enjoying wherever you want to enjoy. So it's like you're, yeah, you know, you can go to a Jewish temple and hang out with your friends that are Jewish. And that's amazing. Or I can go down to Mexico City and hang out with my friends that are all about the um, indigenous culture and hang out with them and do the temazcal and love them and feel amazing and be in contact with presence and the spirit of God. Or you can go to another church and do that as well. And never, ever judging and thinking, oh gosh, those guys are better, these guys are better. It's all the same and it's all so beautiful and it's all sacred and it's all spiritual. And I am more and more, you know, the more and more I remember this, the more and more I sit in awe and in love and just, you know, becoming aware of the, like, who are we? You know, who are we? We're in this little planet, in this earth, hanging in the middle of these huge, huge, huge stars in these universe, and it's going around, and there's more and more galaxies, and we're these tiny little humans. And here we are thinking that we know everything and that we have the right answers for you. You need to go here, you need to go there, you need to do this, you need to do that. Nobody knows, but you know, you know. So how do you remember? You sit in silence, you sit in contemplative practices, um, you do the work, you write, you, you, you reach out to other people that are ahead of you, you... Um, Gosh, you do the work, right? And you be kind to yourself. You have self-compassion. You accept that we're never really going to know, right? A hundred percent until you're out of here. But there is a sense of knowing in a different kind of way that there is this 
energy, this love that sits inside of you, the presence of God, the incarnation of the spirit, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. There's many ways to call it, but whatever you call it, it's just different languages. Like I can speak Chinese, you can speak Japanese, I can speak Spanish, you can speak French, but a potato chip is a potato chip, whatever language you call it, right? And so that energy, that love, that essence, that breath that keeps you alive, it's, um, it's, it's kind of what I, I'm getting at. It's just, it's all in your breath. One breath and there it is. And so the breath helps me remember that I'm not finding myself, I'm remembering. So hopefully today you can just remember <laughs> that it does take a little bit of work, yes, because there's a lot of peeling, you know, of different thoughts and different judgments and different programming. But as you peel these off, as you peel these off, as you peel these off, you begin to remember that it doesn't freaking matter. We're all going to die. And you don't want to be on your deathbed thinking, oh, maybe I shouldn't have judged myself. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. The better we prepare right now to die, the better you're going to live. Nothing tragic. It's nothing cryptic. It's just, listen, you're not getting out of it. Neither am I. Nobody is. Right? The body dies. The soul moves on. So what are you here to do? How do you prepare? How do you allow your body to feel integrated and better so that then you can remember even more because you're treating yourself well and you're creating this space by sitting in silence and by um, acknowledging your breakthroughs, acknowledging that every pain that you have to go through, every struggle that you have to go through, every um, horrible thing or beautiful thing, it's just, it's just, it is what it is, right? It's not happening to you. It's happening for you. It's not like this judgment thing. It's just, it is what it is. You know, a tree is born, a tree dies. A animal was born, an animal dies. A person is born, a person is going to die. And I think about this often right now, in particular with my mom, because yes, you know, her health isn't very um, good right now. But her spirit is so strong. And she was dancing today with my dad and her body can barely move, but her soul wants to go. And she's like, you know, I talked to her and it's like, how old do you feel, mom? She's like, well, I feel like I'm 17, 15. Yes, because your soul doesn't age, right? It's just the body that's leaving you. And if we would just be able to remember that daily, constantly, and be able to get up and dance in the kitchen like they were doing, um, which is why I'm doing the dance in the kitchen challenge because, you know, we got to remember to just have fun and lighten up and not be so serious about life. <laughs> and well, yes, I'm getting a little emotional because I just feel so much love and so much gratitude right now. And I'm here sharing it all up um, because this is part of my journey. This is part of my freedom, and this is part of my soul expansion, is putting it out there and allowing for, for, for you know, somebody else to maybe listen to this. I know it's helped me listen to other people that are talking about this when I was struggling two, three, four, five, ten years ago, whatever, even six months ago. There's always a cool video out there of some message that you're supposed to get in that particular moment, right there, right now, boom. So if this is it, this is it, and... This is today's episode of Tales of Recovery. You are not finding yourself. You are remembering. <sighs> I encourage you to sit in silence and do the work and dance in the kitchen and lighten up 
and enjoy the one life that we got. Thank you for listening to Tales of Recovery. We'll see you next time.